Hello, uh, welcome back to Verdad, Very Sad. My name is Ben, or Mr. G. I'm Peyton, or Miss Reg. Um, so, following up, oh, in our, in our, usually we, we start by saying hi to everyone. Hi. So, hi, mom and dad. Hi, Russell, hi, Julie. And hi to the, the person from Belgium. Hi, Belgium person! They, uh, <laughs> it looks like they got, uh, there was a second download from Belgium. It could have been a coincidence. It's very, very exciting. We are very dad, very glad <laughs> that you are listening. <laughs> Um, and there was one from Ecuador. Really? Yeah. Oh my goodness, they'll love our newcomer episode. <laughs> They're dead very sad, jeez. They're very sad. They can but... tell us about our Spanish skills. Um, yeah. But, um, so where, where did we leave off? Um. We left off at, you are prepping them for, they have... We left off that part one has kind of concluded, and now mm. you're thinking in the next couple of weeks they're going to be ready for part two, right, which right. is the resources and the countries. Right. Um, okay, okay. I like to I like to start these with my struggles. Okay. Before going into like what's happening. Well, your struggles are my struggles, so let's. Yeah. Hear. Excellent. Um, so first off, I get into the room on, I guess it would have been Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Because we had a short weekend or a long weekend, right? Yes, Lincoln's birthday. And remember how last episode I was talking about how important like media is and like Gittin's influence on the kids. Yes. So I moved my smart board to like the front of the classroom because I was like, I'm gonna have the stock sheets just like originally it was on the side, mm-hmm. um, and so they'd have to like look over at it. And then I'm like, I'm gonna move it to the front. I'm gonna just have the stocks like they're just always seeing it. And immediately, my smart board isn't working. What a joy. <laughs> and I just, I can't, I can't, like, log into it, and I can't get the kids to, like, so I just, I can't do anything with it that I wanted to do with it. And so, the only way for the kids to view this sheet is if they voluntarily go onto their phones, go into Google Classroom, and um, look at it themselves, which, as you know, there is a world of difference between those two things. Absolutely. For example, they would have to do something in the other one. Right, yeah. which is always a problem. <laughs> yes, teenagers. Um, As Tony would say, jovenes. Jovenes. <laughs> um, and so there was kind of like very like little engagement and in second period. Second period's been very into it. Um, but there was this other thing that kind of happened during second, which is Bluis came in with 50 real dollars. Okay. He got 50 real dollars from somewhere and was kind of like flaunting it. From this game, he got fifty. No, 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 real no, no. Fifty real dollars just from the weekend. Like this, totally oh, irrelevant. Okay, all right. Totally irrelevant. You got fifty real dollars, and that was just cooler, you well, know. Because Lewis has been kind of one of the like central instigators of this in second period. He had something cooler. He had a cool new toy, and people just like weren't as into it because he, him, Taco, and Meh have such a strong influence in that period. That like it kind of like distracted them all. They're all talking about what he's gonna do with these fifty dollars instead of like how are we gonna like make money from the stock. So that was right. just something that like I couldn't control. But there was just this like third element of like here's something even cooler than what we're doing in class. And so <laughs> it was just very there was very little engagement in, in second period that day. And was it decided what he was gonna do with the fifty dollars? I have no idea. I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> um I just I just noticed that that was like an influence on like their engagement was that yeah. there was something else cooler going on. Welcome to teaching. Yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> There's always something cooler going on. Third period also had like low engagement and third period's engagement has just been waning. It's just been waning. They haven't been into it despite the fact that like getting like 
you know, emails every, you know, corporation on the stock market every Tuesday or whatever he does. He's not that into it. But, like, he's into the stock market. He was writing his book project about, like, financial um, uh, security or how to be smart financially. Financial literacy. Oh, very good for him. Yeah, good for him. So, like, even he's not into it. Is third period's engagement going down across all activities? Um, you know, I hadn't thought about that. Because this is like a pretty normal time in the semester for that to happen, I would think. Because mm. it's um, the uh, like middle of February. That's very usual that we get this like kind of lull. Yeah. So take a look at that. Perhaps, perhaps you know, for one one reason or another, um, and I have it here on my little note card. Um, uh, third period, low to no interest. Tried at the end of the period to get them into the market. Didn't work. Feels like swallowing acid. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have a note card? I thought we were paying a bunch of money for writers to write this script. No, no. <laughs> no. The writers for the script are this note card that I keep notes yes. on throughout the week. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's... I've been, been there, felt that. Yeah. And I was thinking about... like, Because every time I go up there and I like know they're not into it, it's just like it's just like the sinking feeling, but like yeah. I want them to be into it, and I was I was thinking about I was telling my neighbor teacher um, about this how if I were to give like my student teacher self like one piece of advice, um, it would be have everybody in the room clap once at the start of the class. Because that sounds like a very simple thing to do, mm-hmm. but it's not. Like no. getting every student to like voluntarily clap, and the emotional strain it takes on you to stand up there and look like an idiot for this pointless activity, is kind of what teaching does feel like sometimes. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I often use the technique of if you can hear me clap once, mm-hmm. if you can hear me clap twice. That's I... not the same though. No, it's not. But it just reminds <laughs> me of that. So to get everybody to clap once. Yes, that would be like my pass or fail more useful than anything I learned in the teaching credential program. Because it's getting them all to buy into something they don't. Yeah, see getting the point of getting myself to have the emotional energy to engage them on something that they don't want to do. And something that I think is stupid, and something that they think is stupid, but we're all gonna like go in on this together. That to me is like, is the toughest test, is to is to stand up and and to have a routine. Yeah. To be able to establish a routine of like we're gonna do this stupid thing every day. Um, that would be like my test for myself if I was ready to be a teacher. Okay. Is if for a year I could stand up and say, all right, everybody, we're all gonna clap on three, you know. But I feel like, never mind, I don't want to get off on this tangent, but I really like this idea and I think we should explore it more. <laughs> no, 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 what's the tangent? I feel like you'd get like a lot of buy-in to that eventually. Uh, that's the right? point, like, is you would. Like after one month, if there was a day you didn't do that, you'd get that kid that was like, wait a minute, <laughs> we're not doing that, right? It's like, I had this kid last year, we'll just call him C, mm-hmm. and he hated doing journals, right? Like every mm-hmm. time we had a journal, he would complain. And then like one day we didn't have one and he was like, we're not doing a journal? what are we even going to do at the beginning of class? <laughs> like, he was, like, lost at sea. <laughs> so I feel like that'd be very cute. I think you should do that. You should start I think doing that. I might do that next year. You should. I yeah. think it'd be super fun. That's, I'll do uh, it with you. Okay. It'll be fun. We'll see who lasts longer. Okay. Sounds All right. good. Pinky Promise. Yeah. Which, um, I forget our nickname for him, but he didn't know it. <laughs> he didn't know. I forget what, our nickname for nick- him also. Anyway, one of our newcomers didn't know what a Pinky Promise was. Yeah. <laughs> and possibly 
our listener from Ecuador doesn't know what a pinky promise is. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, just like getting up in front of third period and saying like, all right, the market's open. I want everyone to trade one stock feels like it's got that same emotional just drag as just like saying like, all right, everybody, we're going to clap. And just like it's exhausting feeling like an idiot, you know, when yeah. you know that there's low engagement. Um, fortunately, uh, not every class is low engagement. That's true. Yeah. Um, so fourth period, totally into it. Um, fourth period is totally into it. And love that for them. You will never guess <laughs> who we had a spat between. Um, I think I probably will. Not just because you texted me about it, but because <laughs> they have been an ongoing situation. It's yes. the Fergus and... It's Fergus and Maxville. Right. Okay, so... So, here's what Shall happened. I set the scene of what I know? No, 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 because something else happened before that. Okay, so tell me everything that happened so with these two. what happened before that was, um... So, Fergus is a good student. Yes. He's a really good student. I have, like... He's always gotten 100% on every assignment. I like, I'm, he's the one where I'm like, he probably got 100 on this, right? And yeah. I'm like, no, I should read it anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't just mark it blind 100. I have to right. read it. And then it's every time it's 100. Right. I have but, those kids too. Um, and so everyone wants Fergus's stock. And Fergus has his wallet where he has his stock and he's got other people's stock. Right. Right. Okay. And Maxville is like, trying his little heart out to buy one of Fergus's stocks and mm-hmm. Fergus is just not having it and then finally he says fine I'll give you one of mine 400 now Fergus's number is like not 400 oh he's in- <laughs> so he's lying he's lying mentiroso <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's totally lying and he's trying to sell this 400 stock which is trading high Mm-hmm. It's trading believably high that it could have been Fergus, but it's not. Um, oh, but he's dear. trying to sell it off like it is his, right? And so um, we get it. <laughs> we get this instance of like fraud, right? <laughs> we're Basically, getting, we're getting fraud. <laughs> <laughs> this would be good for the psych class to study. Yeah, this maybe. experiment. Okay, so 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 Fergus is trying to. S- kind of scam Maxville back, right? Right. Because uh, he scammed him originally. Right, because he was scammed in a him originally. <laughs> um, and uh, so he's trying to scam Maxville back. <laughs> but guess what happens? Tell me. Do you remember how last episode, La La Land and Yodi Land were trying to keep track of everybody's numbers? Right, the land um, right. mutual fund. The yes. land mutual fund. I do remember that. Lala Land starts trying to sell the information to Maxville. What do he you says, mean? He says, "I can tell you who four hundred is. I can tell you who. I can tell you whose stock four hundred is, and I can tell you if that's Fergus's stock or not." And so he's trying to sell him information. Oh my god! Okay. He doesn't. Maxville ends up not going for it. But I thought that was a super interesting evolution because every time I've thought that like the land fund was doing something and it wouldn't be useful mm-hmm. it has been useful for them right which is fascinating to me so now they're offering to sell information they're selling information jeez okay 
That um, kind of adds a new layer to the to the collection yeah. of their information. In fact, I actually saw, um, I actually saw uh, uh, La La Land writing out little like on small pieces of paper. He's like, "What's your number? I'll give you like such and such amount of money if you tell me your number." Oh, okay. So, do you feel like this is a situation where you have to like step in and and do something about that? No, for two reasons. A, I never saw him do anything with it. Mm. I think he was just like kind of fantasizing about doing it. Although I've underestimated them like three times now. Yeah. So well. who's to say? <laughs> um, a, he wasn't doing anything with it. But um, B, to me, a bribe is not the same as harassing someone. Right. That's true. You know, to me, that's like, you know, like I, I it's it's a willing, it's a it's a transaction. Right. Okay. And and Lala's land is seeing the financial benefit of having information and information is power and power is information and it's fascinating to me that they are really utilizing that um and and you know i had all these ideas of like where are they going to go what kind of niches will we see in this ecosystem and i never considered like information being something that was going to be traded no me neither um but they're really like so to speak, putting in the hour to get hours to get the information, and then like trying to sell it, and I think that's fascinating. That is fascinating. So what ended up happening with Ferguson, Maxville? Um, I think I think in that exchange, Maxville did not end up buying it. I think I don't know if he got it out of La La Land or if he paid for it, but like somehow he found out that four hundred was not Fergus, and I think it might have been like La La Land was saying, Fergus isn't four hundred. But I can tell you who 400 right. is. Yeah, that would be my guess. Um, but he didn't, he didn't go for it. Um, but I thought that was such an interesting evolution. For sure. Um, so how does that evolve into the next thing that happened? Oh, oh, oh. we're not there yet. Sorry, okay. we're going to have to take a break because I wrote my notes in chronological order. Okay, that's and totally And that was fine. like on a Tuesday thing. So we will come back to that. We'll come More back. on that later. More on that later. <laughs> We're now we're now fast forwarding to like Wednesday ish, mm-hmm. where we have third period again is just being awful in terms of like my emotional weight that's being you know yeah it's it's just it's so painful just because I know they're not into it but I really want them to be into it and so after another painful day in third um, I, I I I grab Freak Zone who's who's mm-hmm. a really smart kid. Um, and I'm, I'm talking to Freak Zone after class. I'm like, what do you think's going on? Because sometimes you guys are really into this. Sometimes mm. you guys aren't really into this. Mm. Um, like, what's, you know, like, like, basically, like, why do you think that is? And, um, you know, I kind of propped it on him so he didn't, like, have any immediate ideas. Um, but I talked about this, like, war dynamic that I wanted to get to. And he was like, yeah, I think that would be interesting. I think people would be into that. So now we are, because I have to introduce the phases to each class at like roughly the same time. Yes. Now we're reversing the order of phase two and phase three. We're getting to the war dynamic first. Okay. Um, What led to that decision? Just because I was like, if they're not into phase one, they're not going to be into phase two, but they might be into phase three. Oh, I think they're going to be into phase three. They'll be into phase... That's that's the thing. It's like, they'll be into phase three. Like, you can't... No one can resist attacking their friends. No. You know? No one can resist the allure of becoming the shogun of your island. 
No. Um, and that was that was really interesting. Actually, something my mom brought up. I didn't put this in my notes, but I did want to talk about it. Something my mom brought up was there is a significant gender discrepancy in those engaged in this activity. Mm. And that wasn't something I like directly noticed until she like mentioned like the examples I'm using. And granted, I have used like a couple female examples, but like by and large, by and large, it's 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 pretty like male dominated male interest. Um. And I just wanted to talk about that because it was very. Yeah. Um, it was in something I directly noticed. It um, doesn't surprise me, and I think I have a theory as to why. I would that is. love to know your theory. So one of the things that is, I guess I should share that I'm a cis woman. I was okay. I, I was assigned female at birth, mm-hmm. and I've always identified mm-hmm. as a woman. Um, and I think that one of the components here, and when I've done activities that involve kind of competition-like mm-hmm. stuff like this is, mm-hmm. this has come up. And I think it's because women are not socialized to be competitive. Mm-hmm. It's not a thing that we're really socialized to do. Mm-hmm. And part of, I think, I don't know if it's like what came first, the chicken or the egg, but mm-hmm. part of that is also that women aren't just encouraged to go into sport. Mm-hmm. Um, I have played sports all my life, but mm-hmm. I'm... But I'm not a competitive individual, but I don't yeah. think that like we we don't foster mm-hmm. like that in women. And in fact, I think mm-hmm. that in most cases, it's pretty like it's pretty not it's not like it's not idealized for women to be competitive. Like I yeah. think we train girls from a very young age to be like everything needs to be equal and you don't want to upset your friend by Mm -hmm. doing better than them and like make sure you're not too quote-unquote bossy make sure you're not too like ahead of everybody else because it might make other people uncomfortable if you're ahead of everybody else so I think we do a lot of that and I'm not saying that that, like that's messaging that necessarily all women are receiving directly Mm -hmm. but I do think that we don't um we don't foster uh like competition among Mm -hmm. women and whether or not that's good or bad like whether Mm -hmm. or not that has maybe we should all be less competitive (laughs) yeah i don't know i don't i'm not saying that i'm not trying to put a value judgment on that but Mm -hmm. i do think it's something that i have noticed when i do Mm -hmm. any like competitive like activities Mm -hmm. um the only way i've been able to remedy that in my classroom is not like i don't even know if this is the best way but if i put all the girls on a team together Mm. and all the boys on a team together Mm -hmm. that's the only way i get like all the girls really interested in a competitive activity which is kind of funny but yeah anytime i do anything that's competition based i don't get nearly as much buy-in from the girls and Mm -hmm. i think that it is because we systematically we we don't train women to do that sure Yeah. yeah um yeah no i don't know it's uh is is for sure there is a difference you know there is for sure a difference in who's engaged and who's not engaged and we pretty much have Oslors engaged um from fourth period and um are you talking dissociated about girls specifically? Yeah. yeah although dissociated might not be cis mm. um but Oslor, i'm pretty sure is cis and um but yeah, those are those are those are kind of the only two girls that I really see like. Inter- oh no, Suzanne from first, from second. Mm-hmm. Suzanne from second also, and then nobody from third. But that's like both boys. Sorry, girls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's very it's very one sided, and I guess I didn't really know kind of what to do about that. My dad was suggesting 
that we bring in like a female stockbroker or something to oh, talk, which would be kind of a cool idea. That's actually a very good idea. Yeah, and I think if I do this again next good year, I would do that like day one-ish. You know, because yeah. we are about to transition into the next phase. I've kind of already introduced the next phase. Mm-hmm. And I think that they like get it. And I just, I wish there was some thing I could do to be like, you know, like you're allowed to like, you know, beat up each other. You beat each <laughs> other up, you know? <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's, that's like a retrospective. That's like a, maybe a thing for the future. Cause I know, I know it's yeah. kind of difficult getting like people on campus sometimes. Yeah. Um, and this is just like an issue that I have had that I have not figured out the most uh-huh. ideal way to, to resolve. Right. And I think that in teaching, we run into so many things that are like microcosms of larger societal situations. Sure. And I think that this is one of them. Actually, this whole simulation is one of those. But yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. No, I'm not <laughs> yeah. talking about this entirely simulation. I'm yeah. talking about like the response. Yeah, yeah, and so I. You but know, as long as you're not getting girls that are like alienated by it, I don't think it's like a. I don't get problem. alienated by it. I just yeah. get disengaged. Um, give it time. Give Perhaps time. when we get to the warfare, all the girls will band together and rule the world. I hope so. <laughs> I would be. I would be because because a lot of the girls, especially in second period, have better grades than the guys. Yeah. You know? And they have just kind of more money. Um, and then I think that's... I don't know what the gender split in third is, but I, I can think of a couple of girls who have really good grades. They're breaking that glass ceiling. Um, yeah, and then in, in fourth period... In fourth period, the, some of the guys might have better grades. Um, but anyway, the girls do have a lot of money that they're kind of... Well, maybe they are utilizing. Because that's, that's the other thing. A lot of times when I... Am saying like they're not engaged it's because I'm not seeing it but that doesn't necessarily mean it's not happening like I know that there are some trades happening when I say like everyone trade and like I'll like I'll, you know sulk in my corner and then I'll I'll hear these two girls talking to each other like oh like I'll trade you this for that and like I'm like oh okay this conversation is happening mm-hmm. it's just not happening with the loudest section of the class you know yeah I mean I could also go on about how we don't allow women to take up space or be loud so that's <laughs> another i think and i wish i wish that i could kind of have that speech of like you're allowed to be loud you know but i don't think it's so simple <laughs> no it's i don't not. think it's so simple no it's it's, it's a bigger <laughs> thing i think that yeah. i think that you should just kind of like let that one and then if we get any ideas yeah and we then can talk about if it next year if we still like this <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway so so with with Freak Zone's advice, I'm jumping straight into the the third the third phase. Okay, which We're going is straight to warfare. War, straight to warfare. Straight to warfare. Mm, classic. Classic. And the basic. Um, are you familiar with RNG? Like random number generation. Not really. No. Okay. The idea. I try not to think about math in any capacity. So. Oh, okay. Well, it's Tommy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tell me about it. Um, the idea behind RNG is that. You basically, uh, when when you need something in a game to be random, let's say like uh, you want a dragon to show up sometime in the future, but like you don't want to specify like this point. Usually in video games is where you see this. You know? mm, okay. You don't want to specify this point exactly is when that's going to happen. You like RNG it, and so you say like you just have the computer pick a random number sometime in like a time span. So, right, so sometime between 10 minutes in to 25 minutes exactly, in Exactly, a dragon will spawn, you know, and it could be 18 minutes, it could be 15 minutes in one second, you know. Got it. I just spilled tea all over myself. It's okay. 
Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate your forgiveness. Um, so the basic warfare dynamic kind of relies on RNG. And to, to give you an overview without getting too specific, um, the more money you put into your soldier, um, the greater chance... Um, you good? Yeah. Uh, thank, oh, thank you. Um, the more money you put into your soldier, the greater <laughs> chance you have at winning that battle. You know, And the stronger your soldier is, the more money you can extract out of your opponent. Got it. Um, and that's, that's the basic idea. And it's, it's, it's chance-driven, so nothing's certain, but that's, that's the gist. And so I explain this. And to your classes? To, to, to my classes. Zone? Okay. To, to my classes. I explain this. And who raises his hand but Gucci Napkin? Of course. The wealthiest man in all the land. <laughs> yeah, Gucci Napkin. Was he on like 6% <laughs> of the economy right now? No, that was Moloscata, who's not oh. as wealthy as Gucci Napkin. Okay, so how much of the economy does Gucci Napkin own? Then? I think Gucci Napkin right now probably owns at least $140. Oh my god. Go Gucci Napkin, go. I think probably the next highest gets probably maybe 100 you know? It's like he's got a massive lead on, on everybody else. <laughs> I like want there to be like a musical interlude when we introduce Gucci Napkin. It's just like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what song would go with him. Oh, I, ha- I have one in mind. Which, which it's song? Like Rap Star by Polo G. <laughs> okay, imagine Rap Star by Polo G is playing. <laughs> um, so anyway, he, he raises his hand and he says... So I can just get a hundred and twenty dollar soldier and wreck shop, and I said, "Oh, I guess you can," because those are the rules I just described. You know, I'm, I'm imagining people making these soldiers at like ten dollars or five dollars or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, oh, yeah, why not? You know, given the rules I just stated, you can't exactly put a cap on this. Have you? Can I ask a question? Yeah. Have you? made sure that none of your students have like a family member or a close friend that has been a vet like a, who's passed away in warfare no okay that's kind of specific. probably should have had that conversation and the things they carried yeah i guess it probably would have come up when you taught the things they carried yeah. okay that was just like a sidebar <laughs> thought i had it was like oh this maybe could bring something up for someone but you've yeah. already taught the things they carried yeah. so i think that you're probably that seems fine. much right. worse <laughs> yeah okay i'm sorry please continue <laughs> um but, um, so I was like, yeah, I guess so. And then I'm suddenly worried about balancing this whole thing. Cause I mean, he could pretty much just step in and take over right away if, you know, no one, no one's ready. But fortunately he's out for like all of this next week. Oh. So everyone's going to get kind of a head start, which I think will probably be healthy for the dynamic of the game. And hopefully this will be next year's problem. Also, it's not like other people don't also have like hundreds of like a hundred dollars, you know, like people have roughly that amount. Um, so are you skipping resources altogether, or are you that's, moving it would into come, step three? It, it, would, it would become step three. Okay. So right now people are using their money that they've mm-hmm. gained to purchase right. soldiers. Yes. In order to possibly attack. Exactly. Right. Okay. And, and, and it might be such that, like, I open the, the floodgates on, like, next Monday or whatever, but whatever. Like, I'm introducing the warfare dynamic this week, or I guess last week. But um, I was like, wow, that could be, like, totally broken. Like, I just I just assumed that nobody would, like, invest all of their money into just soldiers. But I understand how it would be financially advantageous to do so. Yeah. Um, given how strong uh, a $120 soldier would, would be. Um, so that's something that I'm just going to have to look out for, I guess. Yeah. But also, you know, 
he has played the game better than everyone else has so far. Yeah. You know, like, should he not be able to keep his advantage? You know? Yeah. Um, so is this going to work, like, you pay $120 for a soldier and the other person pays $100 for a soldier, your soldier's automatically going to win because they are Mm-mm. worth more money? Okay. No, it's like, it's, if you want to get into the math of it... <laughs> I think you. Sh- I think we should for the purposes of for the purposes of documenting it. Mm-hmm. So you have a defense. Let's say it's five dollars. This is okay. the amount I used in the example. Okay, I have you've, a five dollar defense. You've got a five dollar defense. I've got a ten dollar soldier. We add those up, so it's out of fifteen, right? So mm-hmm. ten plus five, and then I can do that math. I've, we're killing it, and then mm-hmm. we pick a random number between one and fifteen. Okay, and if it's the first five, because that was the strength of the defense, then the defense wins. Oh, this is where the random number did. And if it's if it's six to fifteen, then the offense wins. Mm. See, so it's not automatic. If they were both ten dollars, it'd be a fifty-fifty chance. I understand. And if it's a hundred versus one, there's still a chance that the one wins. Right. Okay, that's a that's a very good way to format that. Thank you. I'm a little bit worried about exactly how this carries out in case like a war is disputed so to speak. Like, I think I might have to supervise every single attack. I think you have to supervise every single attack. But know that I'm not happy about that. Got it. So what (laughs) happens, though? Like, okay, let's say in the situation where I have a $5 defense and you have a $10 Mm -hmm. offense, Mm -hmm. and let's say the number's 8, so the offense wins, Mm -hmm. do I then give you my $5? Like, how does does war work here? So so if I'm attacking with a $10 soldier Mm -hmm. and you've got a $5 defense, Mm -hmm. I win... I can now have the right to extract $10 from you. Oh, you can force me to pay you $10. Mm -hmm. But, and this is something I haven't told them yet, there's another option. What's the other option? The other option is the losing side can surrender to avoid the damages. Oh. And the surrender terms are negotiated between the two players. So, you know, you could say, like, I will, like, let's say, let's say I beat you or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do $10 worth of damage. Mm-hmm. I say, or you can surrender. And if you surrender, then I want $1 every day. Or, you know, like, if you surrender, you know, like, I get rights to control your army. Or, you know, or they, your stocks. Or your stocks, exactly. It's entirely negotiated. But they have the right to extract $10. Got it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, how does that work with the maps? The maps? Well, um, I don't understand. <laughs> like, why did you have them draw maps? Can they oh, only attack you can people only, next to them? Yeah, they can only attack people next to them. Okay. Or if you control that land through other means. Right. I right. see. Okay. And I think, I'm thinking about introducing a dynamic where you can kick somebody off their land as part of a surrender term. Okay. Um, I'll colonize you. Well, yeah, thank you. Um, well, because I was, I was interested in seeing kind of how the class would react to, frankly, immigration. And these ideas of, like, people who are being kicked out of their homes, how do they react to that? Do you have a personal connection to that, either? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, trick, the, the tricky part is doing that in a sensitive way and right. not in yes. an offensive way. Um, because, obviously, like, there are students who are probably immigrants, not just in my newcomer class. Yes. Um... And, um, but at the same time, I wanted to, I wanted to explore that just because I was curious about that. And I was curious, like, how does that play out on a microcosm scale? Right. When everybody knows each other, you know, 
And I don't know if that's a good idea or a bad idea. Well, and you want to be having these real yeah. world conversations, right? Yeah, like you're having that is real the other thing. Conversations yeah. about the stock market and all these mm-hmm. other things. Yeah. For the people that don't know, speaking it, there are actually four categories of standards for the state standards of uh, English Lit, which is what we teach, and two of them are speaking and listening. Mm-hmm. So that's like, it's reading, writing, which I think everybody assumes. And mm-hmm. then the other two categories are speaking and listening. So I think mm-hmm. that a lot of this activity is also fulfilling the meeting of those standards, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're hearing other people talk about real world issues and you're mm-hmm. having to speak on how those real world issues impact mm-hmm. you in the classroom. So I think that this is yeah, academically, academically. very sound also. Um, I think you're meeting a lot of standards with this activity. Thank you. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was I was considering like, how do you... How do you best emulate, like, the kind of what that means? And I'm thinking, um, like, something... Tell me if you think this is a bad idea or offensive or, or whatnot, but I was thinking, like, if you move your kind of existence into somebody else's territory, um, they have to, so to speak, pay to house you. And they mm. have to, to pay a fine. So the Fifth Amendment doesn't... I'm not the Fifth Amendment. What's the amendment? No says quartering. You don't quarter soldiers in your Yeah, home? but that has to do with the, the government. Burn? That's not refugees. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it would basically like, you know, you have to pay to house these people. Because initially, I think the country receiving people probably does pay. Um, until, until those people all get jobs and stuff. And then, you know... Um, if those people want to combine their powers or whatnot, that's, that's their, own, their own stuff. But like... Like, what happens when there is a price to having someone move in? Because it doesn't matter if there's no price. If there's right. no price to no one, you would just immediately surrender your land. Mm-hmm. You know, so there yeah. has to be some sort of negative drawback to, to, to doing this. And so I'm thinking making the territory that they move into having to pay. And then I want to see if the people who are, like, let's say, let's say I'm moving into your land. Because I'm you the immigrant. Because or... I lost. You lost a fight between us. No, no, no. I lost. I lost a fight. Let, oh, sorry. You lost a fight with someone else. I lost a fight with. And someone so now else. you're seeking refuge. I'm seeking in refuge my in your land, territory. and you have to pay a fine to house me initially because I'm, okay. I'm not yet contributing to your economy. Why would I do that? Why would you? Because contribute? you're my friend. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. But because I have to go somewhere. Mm. I've got to go somewhere, and so then do you put that fine back on me? I don't know. You know, if you're asking, I'm a bad person to ask it <laughs> because I would probably be like, let everyone in. Um, so probably the fine can't be too extreme. Yeah. You know, um, or maybe maybe it's like the person who pays the fine is the guy who who won the war. Like if they can't, you know, mm. you, like maybe something like I haven't totally thought it out yet. Um, but um, I worry that all of this is going to run into bankruptcy. How are you going to deal with bankruptcy and debt? We'll find out. Okay. <laughs> Song for another time. Yeah, maybe some some states will just simply have worse economies than others, you know. Um, which would just be interesting to see. Um, yeah, it would mm-hmm. be interesting. Um, but, uh, but so, you know, we've got... So, so maybe there's some immigration thing that happens. Maybe there's not. But... I like the idea of seeing how people would handle that. Yeah. And I like the idea of kind of like like in my third period we were talking about this um this this recent thing that happened in Texas where Abbott had basically shut down the border but in doing so going over Biden's authority. Yeah. And and we were talking about that and how like 
Texas is the one like taking all of these in, but it's Biden's job to deal with affairs foreign and domestic. You know, it's Biden's purview, his jurisdiction to deal with foreign foreign countries. Um, and I was I was really curious how that would play out in 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 this simulation. I think in this simulation, mm-hmm. you're like the head honcho. For now, for now. But like once politics, as soon as one person attacks another, politics will emerge. Yes. As the moment one person attacks another person, whether or not it's a successful fight or it's not, politics emerge. And when politics emerge, there's vying for power. And I, I, my hope is that we do get at least one class where there's like a unified government. And I want to see what happens if like you try sending your like immigrants, quote unquote, to them, and one country blocks them off, but the, the leader has declared not so. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want to see what happens. Um, It'll be interesting. It would be interesting. You know? I but, think a lot is going to come up as a result of phase two. A lot's going to come up. I think we're going to have sure. a lot to talk about. I, th- I hope so. Yes. Um, the people of Belgium and Ecuador will be fully entertained. <laughs> um, but so. I haven't fully thought out the immigration dynamic. I haven't fully thought out like the surrender dynamic. But fortunately, I've got like another twelve hours until I have to talk to anybody about that. So, I mean, I think this is like a fly by the seat of your pants thing. I think yeah. you give them the only information. As I've said before, the kids don't know the lesson plan, so exactly. they don't know that you haven't figured everything out. I say you wait for it to happen, mm-hmm. and there's no shame in being like, mm-hmm. I need to think about the implications of this. I will mm-hmm. get back to you next block day or whatever. Mm-hmm. I do that. <laughs> with activities where I'm like, I don't know what to do with the fact that this didn't go the way, or something came up that I didn't like. I just need us to pause that until I figure it out, and I'll get back to you next time. Yeah, yeah, and we will we will get to that in just a moment, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Is this the that'll, next? That'll time? be our finisher for <laughs> okay. this episode. Um, there's one more. There's one more thing that I want to touch on mm-hmm. before we go into. Ah! Until we go into this episode's finisher, which is the thing I texted you about originally. Mm, yes. Oh, we're going back. <laughs> we, we, we will. But so okay. right now we're in fourth period. Okay. We're going back to this idea of Fergus's stock being very valuable. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Fergus is a great student. His stock's very valuable. He's consistently a great student. Yeah. Um, everybody wants it. Everybody mm-hmm. wants this kid's stock. And, and part of that is because he's a solid student. Part of that is because he has this very kind of like calm confidence about him, which yeah. is very kind of fun to interact with. Um, but um, anyway, now it's not just Maxville who's trying to get Fergus's stocks. It's Legoland. Oh, hi, Legoland. Who's, who's a new character. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Legoland's trying to get in on this deal where he's trying to get Fergus's stock, and Fergus isn't selling to him. But Fergus doesn't actually own all of his stock. Right. Fergus had previously sold to Moliscata. Mm. So Moliscata has the stock. And Moliscata is listening in to Legoland offering, making these offers, and Maxwell making these offers. And, and Moliscata is realizing he can make money off of this. Like, it doesn't have to be yeah. Fergus selling Fergus's stock. Moliscata can sell Fergus's stock. Yes. And so, I don't know how, but Fergus's stock is trading for probably $8. And... Moliscata sells to Legoland one of Fergus's stocks for $20. <laughs> I supply and demand, baby. Supply and demand. <laughs> it was so interesting because this is something we'd been talking about was how all of the evaluations of money have been 
at this price that I'm selling. And right. for the first time, we've seen somebody significantly overpay with the expectation that it'll go up. Yeah, and the it best, probably will. It no, will. The best part about this is that their stocks will go up, and I just kind of forgot. To, so, okay, so here's the deal. <laughs> <laughs> here's the deal. Okay. I update the grades in Aries, mm-hmm. and then I upgrade What's them. Aries? Aries is, know. for those who don't know, Aries is the... Uh, I guess website program. Yeah, that we use for. There's the program that we use for their grades, for their grade book, for mm-hmm. their report card. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what their parents see when it's mailed home to them. Is it still mailed? No, it's digital. But that's it's okay. digital. Um, that's what their parents got mailed to them when we still mm-hmm. used mail. Um, and so, um, so it updates in Aries before it updates on the sheet because I use Aries to in within the sheet. Um, but I haven't, so, so as of like Thursday or, or Wednesday, I did this massive grading for only second period. Mm-hmm. And I'm about to add like 40 points worth uh, into the grade book for, for second period. But I haven't done it for third and fourth yet. And I'll probably prioritize fourth because there doesn't seem that into it. But that's not important. What's important is, is there is this, for the first time, a real discrepancy between what's in Aries and what will be on the sheet. Um, and so hopefully I can get this done maybe during the, maybe during the block days. Um, and, and there's just like, as of, you know, Thursday, Friday, there's going to be a massive influx, uh, into the economies of all of the classes. And I wouldn't be shocked if it was, you know, getting up to be around, uh, getting up to be around, you know, $15 for, for some of these stock prices, just because right now, Right now, everything's out of like seventy dollars, and I've just added like forty. So it's gonna it's gonna at least go up by fifty percent, you know. Um, That's exciting. It is exciting. Okay, now for what we've all been waiting for. <laughs> um, oh, sorry. Before we do that, immediately after Legoland offered twenty dollars, mm-hmm. everyone else's prices for Ferguson stock are going up to like thirty dollars. Yes. He, that became the new price leader. It was very interesting to watch. That's so fascinating. How one person's estimation affected, you know, because suddenly it's not just me they might not be they might be able to sell to. Suddenly, if you've got, you know, if you're sitting in class and you hear, you know, Fergus is selling for $20 over there, maybe you'll buy a $15 stock from Fergus even though it's valued at half that, you know. Yeah. It's because you can sell to... Um, to Legoland. Oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> um, so. So, this last one, this last, the finisher. Yeah, I'm very excited to hear more about this because I got a text about it and I had a lot of questions. So, the finisher. Everybody wants Fergus's stock. We're still on Fergus. Everything revolves around Fergus. As our Lord and Savior would say. I thought you were going to say our Lord and Savior Fergus. <laughs> no, as our Lord and Savior, who is of course Taylor Swift would say, mm-hmm. everybody wants you. Everybody wonders what it would be like. <laughs> yes, that yeah. is Fergus. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everybody wants Fergus. Um, uh, everybody wants his stock. And he he's been you know, participating, obviously. He's been buying other people's stocks. And Maxville, in an attempt to get one of Fergus's stocks, makes a bargain, or he tries to make a bargain, where he says, for $5, I want a mystery stock. 
Okay. Right. So Fergus has got all of these various stocks within his envelope, and he says, "For five dollars, I want a mystery stock." Like, like Fergus would just get to take one out of the envelope. Like, like Maxville pays five dollars to Fergus mm-hmm. and gets to pick a gets to pick a random stock. Okay. Now you'll notice that that was ambiguous. Who I said was pulling. Mm-hmm. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. I kind of hear this happening out of the corner of my ear. Mm-hmm. Corner of my eye? No. I see this I, happening I out of the corner of my eye? I say that's just a great, what do you call it when you put two expressions together? You're really good at this. Translanguaging? No. Where you like, like, we'll burn that bridge as we're crossing it is an oh, example of it. There is a word for that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what it is. Damn, we have a degree in words and between the two of us we can't think of it. Well, you have a degree in words. Okay. I have a degree in film. That's right. Yeah. There's sorry. words in film. There are. You don't have a degree in silent film. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, there's a word for that. So, yeah, out of the corner of your ear, you hear Out of this. the corner of my ear, I hear this deal kind of going down, and it's kind of amusing to me. And I've obviously, at this point, learned to keep an eye on that corner of the room. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that corner of the room is very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, they're making a deal, and, uh, you know, he's like, for $5, I get to pick a random stock, which I assume, like, it averaged out or whatever and um then there's a commotion oh no they're getting into like it's getting more heated now these guys are friends like they're they're pretty good friends i'm not Mm -hmm. like super worried about like something going down right but like it's getting heated and there's an argument for sure and so i wander on over and uh and maxville's got one of fergus's stock in his hand Mm -hmm. he's got it in his wallet okay and uh He's uh, he's claiming no, that was the deal, and Fergus is claiming I never agreed to the deal. Oh, Fergus contends he didn't agree to the deal, and that Maxville put a five dollar onto his desk and then grabbed Fergus's envelope and pulled one out. Okay. Fergus is saying I never agreed to it. Got it. Maxville is saying that's the deal. That's what went through. He's salty. Mm, he's just upset. He's just upset. Um. This is getting wildly over my figure. This is getting into very <laughs> uncharted territory. I never thought about mystery deals. I never thought about, you know. Welcome to teaching. Yeah. <laughs> you could never predict. I would have never happen. predicted a mystery deal um, or how to navigate that or if that deal went through. And I'm kind of like going back and forth. And just by and large, I just trust Fergus to be. Maxfield's obviously the instigator, he's obviously the trickster in this mm-hmm. whole, whole dynamic, this whole relationship. Absolutely. El Zorro, yeah. <laughs> That's going to get tricky once we get into the newcomer unit. Yeah. <laughs> but he's he's clearly the trickster here, and Fergus is a pretty straight-laced kid. He just has a friend who's a troublemaker. That's kind of my point of view. Um, I just kind of view Maxville as more of the trickster than Fergus. Okay. Um, and maybe I'm biased because Fergus is a slightly better student. No, but... I think we all are pretty aware. It's February now. We <laughs> all have a pretty good idea of the dynamics of our classroom and, and what kids tend to be more truthier than other kids. Yeah. Like, um, I've, I've never had Maxville directly lie to me, but I no. could see him saying something like this in this situation. Right. Um, so. So I originally call it in Fergus's favor. I'm like, give him the $5 back. But Maxville's really not letting it go. Oh, okay. He's really not letting it go, and he's very insistent. And, that, and then you do that thing you do where you start to doubt yourself. And yes. You're like, you know. Mm-hmm. That's my initial reaction, too. It's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, everybody give everybody back the money and right. the stocks, mm-hmm. and we will figure this out. Right. But that doesn't go he, to plan. He's really, not, he's really not going for it. He's being very resistant. 
And part of me is very glad that they're buying into it this much, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. <laughs> You're um, like... Yes, they're engaged. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they care. Um, uh, but um, anyway, so so I like I kind of don't know what to do, which is a very typical stance for at least for new teachers. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I've had that feeling many like, many times. I wasn't prepared for this. Mm-hmm. If only I clapped once every day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> during my during my induction program or whatever, yeah. it would everything would have been fine. Right. So credential program. You've got this happening. We have Maxwell doesn't let it go. He doesn't like your solution. So what He do doesn't do? like my solution. So, uh, we go to trial. <laughs> <laughs> I love the mock trial is now happening in your class. Not really mock. There's real consequences. I mean, real fake consequences, but still there are consequences. Uh-huh. Okay. And so I bring them up in front of the class and I say, Fergus, make your statement and, uh, and Maxville, make your statement. And so first I like, I walled off like half of the class just right away because like they were being kind of loud and anybody who was like in their vicinity might be biased one way or the other. Right. And so I just like walled off. You don't call off. a witness? That would be the first thing I would do is call a kid that was sitting in the area and be like, what happened? So I say, Fergus, make your statement. Fergus makes his statement. Um, and then I say, Maxwell, make your statement. And Maxwell makes his statement. And I say, Fergus, would you like to call any witnesses? Oh, okay. So witnesses <laughs> yeah. are called. So witnesses are called. And <laughs> um, witnesses are called. And... Uh, there's La La Land, who you will never, you'll never guess this, says, I'll take your side for $5. <laughs> okay. Uh, what an entrepreneur that kid it's is. not who I would call as my witness, but okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, then they call their witnesses, and I say, you know, like, so I say, like, Fergus, do you have a witness? And he says, yes, and he calls the witness. And I say, Maxwell, do you have any questions for Fergus's witness? And then we versa visa it. And then... It was it was honestly the most engaged I've seen that class. It is a pretty big, been a pretty engaged class, but like there's like drama and everyone is living for it. Listen to all this drama. <laughs> um, and um, I've got kids who are normally very quiet, like asking questions. They're like, okay, so what happened? What is who saying what happened? And um, I've got people like shouting out propositions, like make them redraw, and you know. <laughs> oh my goodness! I love this. Um, and it was actually, it was really hard to keep the class quiet. Um, but, um, so, so at the end of the day, there's three options. I said, all right, there's, 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 there's three things we're going to do here. One, you can vote Fergus is right. He gets the $5. He gives the $5 back to Maxville. Maxville gives Fergus's stock back to Fergus. Mm-hmm. Um, option two, Maxville's right, where the deal stands and... We just say Fergus is being salty because he lost one of his stock, mm-hmm. and Fergus keeps the five dollars, and Maxwell keeps the keeps the original stock. Okay. And the last option is a redraw, where Fergus keeps the five dollars, but we redraw from his envelope, um, with the chance that it will be something else. Um, would you like to guess the results? Oh my goodness! I'm gonna say that the kids probably voted for the redraw would be my guess that was my guess as well okay what did they do they almost unanimously sided with maxville interesting yeah Yeah, nobody voted for fergus huh i wonder why 
I wonder too, because that was my initial, that was my gut instinct, was that Fergus was the one that was telling the truth, or kind of had the more valid, because it kind of didn't make sense to me why Fergus would make that offer. Right. You know? And mm-hmm. if I was Fergus, I would have hammered that a little bit harder, of saying like, I've got seven. Oh, we had like an evidence reading. Molascata like mm-hmm. pulled out Fergus's envelope and like started like doing the tally of like how much was in there. Um, but um, yeah, I was like, if I was Fergus, I would have argued more for like, look, this is like the average price of my wallet. Why would I agree to sell it for five dollars when it's clearly worth more? You know, like right. I would have questioned that a little bit more. That kind of makes me wonder. Like, you have to know that there were kids that heard what happened. And then weren't called as witnesses and didn't. So it does make me wonder sure. if Fergus is in fact not being oh, truthful because because I think if there was a unanimous, almost unanimous vote for Maxville, you know there were kids who were not mm-hmm. called as a witness, who didn't raise their hand and talk, who heard the whole thing go down. Mm. So it makes me wonder if. I mean, there was a lot of kids talking. There was a lot of kids talking that, but but yes, and one of Fergus's witnesses turned on him. Which I think hurt his case. Interesting. He called Legoland, and Legoland testified that um, that the deal did not go down as Fergus had had said it would. It wasn't. It wasn't like Legoland was on his side. But then when Maxville cross examined him, mm. he hit him with some sort of like, "Did you hear that this like was going on?" And like it was like it was pretty damning for Fergus. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was it was about two thirds for it was two thirds for Maxville, one third for. Uh, redraw. So how did Fergus respond to this? He took it in stride. Okay, he's he not took upset. It in stride. I think, I think being able to make his case to the class was like it, it proved there wasn't a teacher bias. Mm-hmm. I think I rolled off the jury pretty effectively, so nobody that was like really in the area would have been able to, you know, be like mm-hmm. biased, so to speak. Um, but um. Yeah, he took it in stride. He said, you guys are all biased. Um, yeah, he was a little salty, yeah. but, like, he didn't further, he didn't further... He wasn't upset. Case. Yeah, he, he wasn't, wasn't... actually upset. He wasn't drastically upset. Okay. He was just like, you guys are biased, you know? Oh, cute. Um, yeah. But they wanted to appeal. I'm like, this is, a, this is the appeal. Like, you already, you appealed from my judgment, and now you went on to theirs, you know? Yeah. This is the appeal. Maybe we can bring them into your class. <laughs> Oh my god, and they can make their argument. I mean, that's fine. Um, I'm sure Miss Bell would be super into that. But, um, yeah, so we got our first trial. That is... So, <laughs> this This is going to so many fun and interesting places yeah. that I don't think anyone could have predicted, which is so classic for the public school system. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Well, this is exciting. Yeah. So we've got warfare on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, Warfare's coming up. That was really fun because I got to say, I, like, this whole trial happens, and then at the end of class, I'm like, by the way, we're about to go to war. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, love our job. <laughs> do you have any, any questions or anything, any comments? No, I'm just really excited to see where the war thing goes. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be very interesting to come back together. When do you think you're going to roll that out? When do I think I'm going to roll the war out? Mm-hmm. Um, we have a short week, so I think I'm going to go we a little bit... We have an especially short yeah. week. Yeah. I think I'm going to go a little bit more into the details of, like, the surrender, for instance. Right, yeah. And, like, one out. day I'll, like, introduce, like, how immigration works. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I might roll it out, roll it out on, like, Monday of next week. Cool. And then, like, this week you get to, like, build up your defenses, so to speak. Um, 
I was recently made aware that I was mispronouncing my sign-off. Oh, yes, you were. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. how do you say it? Permanacer. Permanacer, and I was saying permanacer. Correct. Permanacer, okay. So, with that... <laughs> Vaya con Dios. Permanacer con Dios. <laughs>